Blessed be that the Lord is good. Blessed be the man that is trusted in him. Woo! <laughs> Psalms 34, 8. <laughs> Psalms 34, 8. Okay, so now who can quote that scripture? <laughs> Who's next? Let me get my let me get my video out and we'll we'll video. This was uh Josiah had um had uh memorized that scripture and was sharing it and that's actually a scripture that I want to talk a little bit about today. So today I want to talk about the taste test. Everybody say the taste test. I want to talk about the taste test and and I want us to get into that because um in Psalms 34:8, let's take a look at it. I got a couple versions that I want to get to you to to be able to talk a little bit about today, but it says, "Oh taste and see that the Lord is good." Taste and see that the Lord is good. And I like the second part where it says, blessed is the man who trusts in him. And some other versions say, blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Check out the message message version of this one. It says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. How many of us need to be at that place where we've got to wait say, wait a minute, let's Let's begin to see in a different way. Let's begin to look at things in a different way. Let's begin to say, wait a minute, I want to open my mouth and see how good God is. It says, blessed are you, and I like it because it kind of makes it more personal. Blessed are you who what? Run to him. So when there's difficult times in our life, we don't, we don't want you to run away from God. Don't run away from the church. Come on, somebody. Don't run away from those things. Don't run away from the people that God begins to put in your life, but begin to run to them. Run to the things of God. Begin to run to those things. So everybody say, taste and see that the Lord is good. So does that mean that we could taste and see that the Lord is bad? So uh, we've been talking about the goodness of God, the goodness of God. And a lot of times God gets a really bad rap. He gets he gets accused of causing, uh, you know, the shooting that was that was in Las Vegas. God did not do that. That was evil that did that. Can I get an amen? You know, we still live in a fallen world. There still is good. There still is evil. And there's a battle that goes on. And we want to be able to equip you to be able to win. And I know you're going to win and continue to win in victory. So when the, when this was uh, this was Psalms, and I began to start looking at the at Psalms, and I started looking at tasting the Lord, what it meant to really taste the Lord. And David was the author of this Psalm, Psalms thirty four eight, and it was uh, some people call it like a this is an experimental version of verse, experimental verse that you experiment with God and and you kind of taste and see. But I want you to know this is not like going to a restaurant and going to taste and see whether or not their steak is any good or their Mexican uh, chimichangas are good or anything like that to say, you know, I'm just going to go try that out to see. This is a little bit different. And some of us can say, well, you know what, Pastor, you can say taste and see that the Lord is good, but I am going through some real difficult stuff. And when you're going through some really difficult stuff, it's hard to open up your eyes It's hard to open up your mouth. It's hard to say, how can I see the goodness of God when all I see is tragedy or hurt or pain? Come on, somebody. Do you know what I'm talking about? So what I want to give you the the biblical background here, because 
David was the one that wrote this. And at the time he wrote this, he was actually being pursued by a king. When he wrote this, there was a, he, he actually had, um, if you remember, gosh, uh, he was running from the king of Gath. And at that time, he had acted so crazy in front of this king that the king was like, what, what are you doing bringing some crazy lunatic kind of guy in here? Get rid of him. And he ended up escaping to the the cave of Adullam. Does everybody remember when he went to that cave? And at that time in the, in the cave of Adullam that, that he went to, David was, was afraid of the king. So how many of you know he gave a scripture that we can hang on today that when he gave that, he was in pursuit and he was not having a good day. Can I get an amen? So, he, you know, it's not like, well, you know, David was just, you know, everything was going good for him. And that's why he could say, taste and see for the Lord is good. It wasn't going good for him. It was a difficult time in his life. You can check that out in, I think it's 1 Samuel chapter 21. So he was having a difficult time and he came to say, taste and see that the Lord is good. How many of you know that the disciples were able to taste and see the goodness of God? We've been talking about the goodness of God, the goodness of God, the goodness of God. The Bible says it's the goodness of God, the kindness of God that brings a man to repentance. It's not you being judgmental. It's not you holding their sin over their head. Come on, somebody. But it's actually us being released of that because of what Jesus has done on the cross and walking in that goodness that God gets so good in your life that you just have no other reason but to say, you know what, i got to change my mind from a God that is mad and angry and bitter towards me. I've got to repent and renew my mind to the things that God is good, and he's a good God whether you're in Africa, he's a good God whether you're in Israel, whether you're in Las Vegas, whether you're in Oklahoma, God is good, and he's good all the time. Can I get an amen? Okay, I want to make sure that I'm in the right place here today. So the disciples tasted and saw the goodness of God. First Peter, I'm not sure if I've got that scripture up there for you. What's the next slide there I got, Mike? Um, oh, John 1.1. 1, 1. Let's go back to that. Peter said, I didn't put that on there, but you can write this down. Peter said, if you've tasted the kindness of the Lord. And then John says in 1.1, 1, 1, he says, what was from the beginning? Check this out. Listen how... When I was reading this over and over and over, I was like, it was getting me more excited. The more I would read it, the more excited I would get. The more I would read it, the more I would see how he was like, look, look, you guys, have you seen this? Have you heard this? So I'm going to try to not be too excited when I read it to you. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and the life was manifested. And we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Verse 3 says, What we have seen, what we have heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you may too have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. It's almost like John was like, man, I've seen this. Man, I've heard this. And man, I was able to, I was able to experience this stuff with my, I'm, I know, I know, I, I got to calm down a little bit. I, I, I might scare some of you, those of you that have visited. They're like, what's going on with that guy? What, 
But, but I mean, think about the excitement that all of a sudden I can begin to see and hear from a disciple. John, you know, John was the one that it was like, you know, he kind of talked in the third person. He said, oh, by the way, the one that Jesus loves. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm the one that Jesus loves. I'm the one that Jesus loves. Like Peter was like, and he don't love me, you know. It's like, absolutely, he does love you. So John was talking about that, and he was getting so excited. He was like, look, have you seen? See, we, we talk a little bit about seeing the Lord. We talk a little bit about tasting the Lord. And again, it's not about just like here. Here's an hors d'oeuvre. Try that. See if you like it. What kind of herbs and spices are in it? Because there's a, there's a Hebrew principle there that I want to kind of share with you today. So let's go back to verse 34 and, and verse or chapter 34, verse 8. Mike, and see if you can put that up next. There we go. So the Bible says taste. So let's talk a little bit about taste. Anybody have some good taste buds? Anybody have that refined to the where they can eat something and go, mm, I think there's some, uh, some, some oregano there. I, I, I uh, you know, I was thinking about, you know, Rita's a, a, a chef and, you know, I, she can taste things in food that I'm like, what is that? I don't know, but it just tasted good. And she would exactly know what that is or, or how it's cooked or how it's prepared or how to be able to bring that flavor out in a new way. So when we look at that word taste, it literally means not only to taste, say taste, but it means to perceive. It means to like you perceive that God is good and he's good all the time. When you perceive that, when you get to that place where you're saying, okay, wait a minute. John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So if it's stealing, killing, and destroying, oh, come on, somebody. It's the enemy. It's the thief. If it's life and life more abundantly, I'm just saying. If some of you have Bibles and you, you know, the, the paper Bibles, and you can look at it and it's in red. Some of them have red, and that's what Jesus said. They took the, the words of Jesus, and they put it in the red. And I remember looking at mine, and, and it was like Jesus was the one that said this. He said, I'm going to give you life, and I'm going to give it to you more abundantly. And we don't need to just get to the place where we, we think we just taste it and say, you know, I tried that church thing. Oh, I went to church one time, and they talked about money. Or I went to church one time, and I... I didn't like the praise and worship. It was too loud. Or I, I went to church one time and somebody came up and said something to me and I didn't like that. And, or I went to church one time and I saw somebody that I saw at the club last night and, <laughs> you know, they were acting different, you know, than they did last night. I went to church one time and, and somebody did this or this happened or that happened and they're like, you know, I don't go to church anymore. We're not talking about tasting like that. We're talking about perceiving how God is and how good he is and that he wants us to be able to taste him, not just, uh, not just at, like an hors d'oeuvre, but he, want, we want, he wants us to be able to taste him and experience him. How many of you know you guys have had great experiences? You've, you've done a lot of different things. You've gone to a lot of places. You've, you've gone skiing, jumped out of airplanes, done all these different things, and, 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 and he says he wants us to really experience him it's kind of like feasting on his word is what i i put in here feasting on his word so everybody said taste 
So we want to taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's taste and see. Let's taste. I want God to whet your appetite today for the things of him. You know, Bobby can go and, and you go on a missions trip and you can see where people are on fire and they have no choice if they had to be healed. They, they, they're either going to be healed because they can't go to the doctor. So they, you know, you know, and we've been there in Africa and they travel five hours to get to a service expecting God to move. And then sometimes in the Western culture, we get in here because we've got a doctor. If God doesn't move right now today, then they'll, you know, they'll go to the doctor and they'll get it taken care of. But I want us to be able to experience God in this new era, in this new time, in this new position, in this new place that we're in. You're not in the same old place you used to be in the spirit. Come on, somebody. You are beginning to grow and mature, and you're beginning to move into that place where you can begin to experience God in a greater way. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Amen? Uh, you know that we've got to be able to say, I want to I I taste and be able to perceive what the Lord is. The other word is see. Say see. We want you to be able to see. Let's start looking for the goodness of God. Let's start looking for the goodness of God. Let's start looking for his favor. One of the declarations we did at the very start of the, when the worship team came out was that we were declaring that we are expecting God's favor. Are you expecting something today? Listen, if I go to a restaurant and they've prepared food, I'm expecting something to eat. All right? So when we come to church, I want to expect something. God, I'm expecting you to hurt this pain or heal this pain that I've got, to heal this hurt that I've got in my life. I'm expecting you to give me wisdom. I'm expecting you to see a situation different than I've seen it before. Because how many of you know we can look at at the Las Vegas shooting and we can look at the carnage and all that that's taken place and we can see we can see just evil or we can begin to start seeing some of the things that God is doing and the people of God and the country now beginning to rally. I mean, you look at Houston and you look at 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 the at the Gulf uh, or in Louisiana, you look at Florida and the flooding, you look at Puerto Rico and all these different things that God did not do. Come on. But now all of a sudden. God is bringing people together, believers and non-believers, and we're meeting the need. Things are going to change, and there begins to be hope that comes into people's life, and it's hope that has a place because then faith comes and rides on hope, and then all of a sudden we begin to see things shift and things change. Can I get an amen? So we begin to look at that, and we begin to say, oh, man, something, something, something's up. I'm telling you, there are things that God is doing that all of a sudden you're going to say, well, I wonder why this didn't happen or didn't happen this way. And then all of a sudden God's going to work out a way for it to be even better for you. Anybody want to receive that today? I'm like, yes, Lord, I want to to be able to have that. So he says to see, and that word see, when you look at it, it literally means literally or figuratively to what? (laughs) To see, to see. We want to be able to see. I want to have God's eyes. There's a song that it says, Lord, I want to see like you see. I really believe that when you go on a missions trip and you come back, you begin to see things differently. You go, especially when you go into a third world country, that you begin to start seeing things differently, but you see God in a greater way. So he says, taste and see. See what? See what? Again, was David having some difficulty? Yeah. 
Yeah. Was he being pursued? Yeah. He was sideways with the king. And then he says, taste and see that what? The Lord is good. Say the Lord is good. Well, you're just saying that, Pastor, because you got your needs met. You're just saying that, Pastor, because you've got money in your pocket and food on your table. And you're just saying that, Pastor, because you can have money in your pocket and food on the table and still believe that God's not good. You can have money in your pocket and food on your table and not taste the Lord or see the Lord, the way he really truly is. I believe God's beginning to show himself so real to many of us that are willing to not only see it, but begin to see and see that God is good. Look, there's no darkness in him. Right? That's just what the word says. There's no darkness in him. There's, there's no, 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 no turning. In other words, even when he turns, there's no shadow. I can come up here and I can see my shadow on the carpet. And there's no shadow. There's no even turning of a shadow in God because he is good. Don't you know that God wants something good for you? I'm thinking, wait a minute. Something good's going to happen to me today. Something good's going to happen to me today. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going, something good's going to happen to me today. I don't know what that is. And there might be 12 things that are bad that happened to me today. But in the midst of those 12 things, I'm still going to go, Something good's going to happen to me today. And they're like, oh, Pastor, I know you, you're just, you know, you're just an optimist. The other day, just the other day, somebody was, I said, you know, that's, that's who I am. They're like, yeah, you see the glass. I said, yeah, I see the glass half full. I do. Come on. Because I know, we talked about it Wednesday night. Linda was like, God is a, I'm just spitting anointed spit right up here. So I'm glad nobody's up in here. Wednesday night, we were talking about the goodness of God, and we were, she, she began to start talking about the lavishing things of the Lord, of how He just lavished things on you. And, and, and you, might, you might ask for one, and you get four. Come on, somebody. I mean, you, you, just, you just ask for a little water, and he'll, he'll, he'll give you a Gatorade drench. Come on. Because that's how God is. I mean, there's some good things that, that He wants to be able to get to us and give to us and us operate in. Because he's good, but we've got to taste and see that. Anybody like honey? I like honey, man. I, I shall tell you, if we got one of them, you know, one of those little plastic bears, I'll just squirt them, you know. Back when I was in, when I was in high school, I, you know, I, I wrestled and, and I would, had to weigh and I would get on the scale. And, and then once, once I made weight, we, we ate candy bars and I had honey. We had honey. Why? Because it gave me a sugar rush. You know what I mean? That was good for wrestling. You know what I mean? It was like, hey, I need a rush. I needed a rush. So, but it also, it also, it would also tasted good. I have never met bad honey. I don't think a bear has ever met bad honey. I know Winnie the Pooh has never met some bad honey. Right? Yeah. He, you know, he, he always loves good honey. And I, I love good honey. And I want to be able to taste and see that the Lord is good like honey. Like honey, I, I want to be able to see that the Lord is good. I want to be, I've seen where I, in the Old Testament sometimes where there was judgment. Come on somebody, and you could see where he was not so good. 
But how many of you know we've passed through the cross into the New Testament and Jesus has taken that judgment on his shoulders once and for all. It's been done. And now we got a God that wants to lavish you and pour out and you got to start looking and saying, I'm looking for something good to happen to me today. Tell the neighbor next to you something good's going to happen to me today. And then ask him, say, are you, is something good good to happen to you? <laughs> or is there something good that's going to happen to you? Or is there, is there something good's going to, something good's going to happen to me today. Something good is going to happen to me today. You know, you, somebody might, somebody might be in line. I, we, we got a, we got a, a call from, from uh, Josh, our son in, in, in Yukon. And, and they were sitting there with the kids eating dinner. And he started a conversation with the ladies next to him, and they were talking. And he went to go pay his bill, and his bill was paid. Oh, come on, somebody. Now, you know what it was like to be young, and you got three, four kids now, and you go out to eat dinner? Because <laughs> you don't get to go out to eat dinner very often. And he was like, hey, Mom. He was telling Shelly, hey, Mom, they paid our bill. And we were thinking, wait a minute. We've paid your bill every time we've eaten. <laughs> But he was acknowledging how good God is. And, and, and I'm telling you, and sometimes it can come out of nowhere. Come on, somebody ought to give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. Hallelujah. I mean, it is just so good. He's just, he's so good. And he's so good. And he's wanting to pour out some good things on you. And if, we, if we'll just receive it. How many, how many parents do I have in here? Just raise your hand. Just I'm going to look around. All right, all right, now you guys look around, see all the hands that are raised. Okay, you can put your hands down. You parents, don't you want better things for your children than you've had? How much more do we have a God, a father, a good daddy in heaven that says, I want to pour it out on you, Shirley, and I want you to have greater than what I had. Now, woo! <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay. But how many of you know, sometimes there's a time and a season where you can receive those things in the timing of the Lord, and he can give it to you, and it won't mess you up. Oh, come on, somebody. We can't just give everything out, and then all of a sudden our kids can't handle it. Look, you cannot have your three-year-old driving the car, even though they want to. Do not put them out on the road. You know, don't let them do any of those things. So we need to be able to see that God is good. And it means it's a good thing. When he's talking about the Lord, he's talking about Jehovah. And he goes on and he says this. He says, blessed is the man who trusts in him. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Blessed meaning, it literally means happy. If you trust in the Lord, God wants you to be happy. I was wondering, you know, I was thinking about the account in Genesis where... You know, he created the, the heavens and the earth, and he created everything, and then he created Adam. And I'm wondering what he saw in Adam that he was like, I need to create a woman. Do you, do you ever, maybe you don't think like that. I just, I just think, did he, Adam's countenance? Or how many of you know Adam might have done a few things? And a woman, a wife can definitely balance you out. Shelly balances me out. And I need a helpmate. Hello, come on, guys. We need a helpmate. You know, whether you think you want a helpmate or need a helpmate or not, you need one because God says that you need one and I need one and she helps balance me out. And I wonder sometimes if maybe Adam did some things and God was like, he needs some help. 
you know, nowadays it would be, you know, Eric's driving down the street and he's supposed to go here and he ends up over there and then God would go, he needs some help. And it's not a GPS. So when we look at it, he says, blessed is the man who trusts in him. Happy. Happy is the man. That word happy. And it's not just a gratification. It's not just a gratification of, man, I'm hungry, and now I ate something, and I feel gratified, I feel satisfied. But it's deeper than that. The happiness of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord. I've got one definition that I like. To be blessed is to be empowered to prosper. Have a blessed day. What does that mean? To be empowered to prosper. But it mean, the, word, the word blessed means happy. Say happy. And, and, and it's real happiness. And that word blessed is used 26 times in the psalm. And he talks about man is to be blessed. He talks about people are to be blessed. He talks about um, nations are to be blessed. I mean, he goes on and on about these different things. And he's not, he's not trying to segregate things. He, he basically says that he wants the poor blessed as he well as the rich. He wants the low blessed as the, as the, as the, as the exalted. He wants, if you, wherever side of the tracks you came from, he wants you to be blessed no matter what side. He wants the servant to be blessed, the master to be blessed. He wants the middle-aged people to be blessed. He wants the young people to be blessed. He wants the older people to be blessed. Come on, somebody. He wants everybody to be blessed. He has a way that he wants you to be happy and enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. Can I get an amen? Because so when we look at that, it was like, wait a minute, I want to be happy. I want to be happy, 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 happy. I want to be happy, happy. I want to be happy, happy, but I don't want to just be satisfied. I want it to be something that is so real within me that when the situation is like David and he's in trouble, that he can still say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. What was he looking at? I wonder sometimes, David, you know, here you are running to the cave and, and there's the cave is cold and wet and dreary. But yet he was saying, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And blessed is a man who trusts in him or takes refuge in him. Oh, bless, oh, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, just don't try the Lord. Don't you just don't just don't have a little appetizer, but begin to perceive the things of God and begin to look at God and say, God, I'm, I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you in a situation that I don't know wh- where you're involved in or not. I'm going to begin to start seeing your hand in that situation and you're working things out for my good. I'm going to say, God, I- I'm going to trust in you. No matter, I don't understand. We sing a song like that, don't we? When I don't understand, I trust you. When I don't understand, I still believe in you. When I don't understand, I don't understand why this is or why it's happening or what's going on with this thing. But God, I trust you in the midst of that. It is well. It is well with my soul. David in the middle of the cave in the middle of difficulty, in the middle of darkness, in the middle of trying to figure life out, doesn't understand. He's being pursued. He, 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 he hides, basically. And if you keep reading the word of God in, in Samuel, and you'll find out that he, his 400 men came together. 400 warriors, all of a sudden, were summoned to the cave to do some amazing things. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So as we begin to look at it and we say, 
Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Blessed is the man. Well, I believe in God, but do you trust him? Well, you know, I, I believe in God. I, I believe in Jesus. Well, do you trust him? Well, I believe in the Father. Do you, do you trust him? Well, I, I, you know, I believe, I believe he is, and he'll, you know, he's good sometimes. Really? But do you trust him? Are you willing to trust him with your life? And when I was 20 years old, I, I, I heard about the Lord. And when I was 20 years old, I, I, something was going on with me. When I was 20 years old, the Spirit of God was wooing me. And I began to say, okay, I trust you. I need a Savior. I need you in my life. I need something because I'm, you know, I'm, I am not good. Just because I gave my life to Christ didn't make me good. Come on, somebody. But I praise God for his righteousness. I praise God for that. So I tasted and I seen that the Lord is good. And, 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 and all of a sudden I began to trust him. And then all of a sudden you trust him. And you get older and you have children. Now you begin to start trusting God with your children. Oh, come on, somebody. You start trusting God with your job. You start trusting God with your friends and relationships. You start trusting God. I can't figure it out. Might as well trust you. Because I don't have it figured out. I, I don't have it. Bobby had to operate in a lot of trust. When you get on some of those planes that they're on, yes, they're inspected. You have to trust him. Going into a foreign land, into a foreign country, where number one, they, they may not care for white people, but number two, they may not care for Americans. I remember the first time I went overseas and I was thinking, I'm American, I'm American. And people are like, oh, there's an American, there's an American. Because how many even know you go to Africa and you're a white guy, usually you're American. Unless you speak French or whatever the native language is. And, and it was like, you're an American, you're an American. And then I remember four or five years later coming over and it, and it wasn't like, hey, there's an American. It was like, there's an American. All of a sudden, it had changed. We weren't friends any longer because the countries weren't getting along. Hello, come on, somebody. So sometimes you can go and it's like, hey, they're American. Yeah, good to see you. Or sometimes you can go and it's like, they're American. Come here, I want to talk to you. No, don't go. David was in a place where he said, I, I need to taste and see that the Lord is good. I need to be able to experience how good the Lord is. No matter where you're from, no matter God wants to bring his blessing upon your life. Psalms 84.12, Psalms 84.12 says, Blessed is the man who what? Blessed is the man who what? Happy is the man who what? Trust him, trust him. Trust him. Trust him. That's the hardest thing to do is to trust him. I can forgive people. And forgiveness starts just like that. I, I know my wife, when I mess up and ask for forgiveness, she forgives me just like that. But if I break the trust, it takes longer to put it back together. But he says, happy, blessed is the man who trusts him. him. How many of you would like to know how to be blessed? We've been talking about the image of God and operating in the image of God and the likeness of God. Let me give you a couple things. Do you want to know how to be blessed? Okay, good. Number one, and this just comes out of Psalms. If you get a chance, you can dig in there. He says, you are going to be blessed if you trust in the Lord. 
You're going to be blessed if you do what? Trust in the Lord. Everybody, trust in the Lord. Everybody, trust in the Lord. One more time, trust in the Lord. How am I going to be blessed? Trust in the Lord. But I don't know. I can't see it. I can't figure it out. And, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm that kind of guy. You give me steps one, two, three, I can do it. But, no, you're going to have to trust in the Lord when you can't see. Another way that it talks about in, in, the, in Psalms 41 is that if you consider the poor. Oh, you consider the poor. What does that mean? There are poor people around. Jesus said there's always going to be poor among you. How do we treat them? How do we, how do we deal with them? How do we respect them? How do we honor them? How can we, how can we help? How can we give a hand up and not just a hand out? How, how, how can we do those things? But he says you'll be blessed if you consider the poor. He also says you'll be blessed if you what? Dwell in his courts. And I'm thinking there's some of us on praise and worship. We're just like in the courts of heaven. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you can't be raising your hands, but it's Jesus. <laughs> it's like you get in the courts of heaven and in his courts there is what? praise there's 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 praise it's like you know we, if we if we dwell in his courts there's there's some times where i'm in the courts and shelly's i'm in the courtroom i'm, I'm saying in heaven i'm not talking about the natural courtroom you know i'm just kind of hanging out with god and and shelly's having a conversation with me and she didn't you hear me i'm like uh, let me see do i lie and say no i didn't hear you and then you'll feel better about things or do i just you know what i mean you know how you have that and i was just like um no, honey, I didn't. And it's like, well, that's that selective hearing. But, you know, there's sometimes there's sometimes where I'm zoned out and, and thinking about something else. But there's sometimes there's some of you that are just in the glory cloud. <laughs> He's just in the glory cloud. And it's like, hey, I'm talking to you. It's like, eh, I'm over here experiencing some heaven over here. You know, I'm just tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. I'm enjoying. I'm sorry. What did you say? And it's okay, you know, to be doing that during times of worship and praise that we we just we dwell in his courts. We also the, the psalm says in order to be blessed, you dwell in his house. You ever think about your home, your mansion in heaven? I don't know. Some of you guys are like, huh? I mean, there's times where I think about that, you know, and 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 it's like, what's that going to be like? You know, I've, Virginia's read some stuff on a, on a lady by the name of Cat Kerr and gone to heaven and she's seen some different things and everything that you love everything that you enjoy don't you think god knows and that stuff's in your mansion in heaven come on somebody so we, we dwell not only in his courts but in his house he also says in psalms to know the joyful sound it also says in order to be blessed is is to do righteousness and just do righteousness they're like you know you mess up yeah but i have the righteousness of god and i i i I get back, I'm in right relationship with God, and I violated some things, and I'm sorry that I violated them, but I'm back in relationship with God. Come on, somebody. Or I was in relationship with God, but I was letting that separate me when I got to understand that God's always wanting to forgive me. Keep the law. You want to be blessed? You know, keep the laws. Follow the laws of the land. We're dealing with lawless issues in the United States. Well, these people shot these people and they, they were wrong. No, it was wrong when you broke the law first. If I have an officer that's chasing me and he says, stop, guess what I need to do? It doesn't matter what color I am. Come on, somebody. It's lawlessness. But if we want to be blessed, 
And God wants you to be blessed. And he's saying, you know what? Follow the laws. Follow the principles. Follow the precepts. And you'll be happy, happy, happy. You know, I drive by and somebody else has gotten that speeding ticket that I probably deserved or earned or should have had or whatever it might be. And I just kind of smile and I keep going. I say, thank you, Lord. And then I look at my speed. Sometimes, sometimes Shelly has to help me with my speed. Y'all, y'all know me. The other day I was driving along and Shelly was like, um, how, what did you say? How fast are you going? Or what's the speed limit here? Or something like that. You know what? It's like, <sighs> so I know I'm blessed when I follow the law. Fear the Lord. Everybody say, fear the Lord. It's not about being afraid of Father, but it's being respectful and honoring. We were singing about no more fear. I'm no longer being captivated by that spirit of fear. But there's a fear, there's a reverence, there's an awe of God. I mean, God is so good that I want to do things just because I love Him and He's good. Hello? I want to do things. He keep his testimonies. That's another one. Psalms also talks about seek him with your whole heart. You want to be blessed. You want to have happiness. Seek him with your whole heart. Another one he talks about is, is to walk in his ways. How many of you know you walk in his ways, you'll be blessed? Blessed is the man who what? Trust him and walks in his ways, fears the Lord. You know, we can go through it each and every time. It's like, you know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It's not about what you do, but here's some things. Here's some things that are practical. Just honor the Lord. And this is the way I can honor the Lord. Another way is whose hope is in the Lord. Have hope. We get to places where it's hopeless. Situations that you look at and they're hopeless. There's people that are like, I don't know if it's going to work any longer at all. I don't know if it's going to work. I've talked with issues. That's why we're having a marriage conference, y'all. Those of you that are married, there's hope. Get into, we get into places that are hopeless, and I'm just saying that when you, when you realize that, wait a minute, i got to get God involved in this thing, and, and God, you know, maybe I need to see how good you are. I need to taste and see how good you are, and there's got to be hope in a situation because there's times where it, 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 hope deferred makes the heart sick. It can make you physically not feel good. But it says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the man whose hope is in the Lord. Last scripture, Psalms, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the image of God. We've been talking about what we do in the image of God. Psalms 84.11 says, For the Lord is the sun and shield, and the Lord gives grace and glory. Let's go back. Do we have Psalms 1? Blessed is the man who walks in the council. Let's go back one. Can we go back one? That's the only one? I didn't give you Psalms 1? Listen to this. Blessed is the man who who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates on the law day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I've declared this over my life and tried to walk in those things of the Lord and stuff just hasn't worked out. And I've thought, man, I just haven't tapped into something yet. But that doesn't mean I quit. That doesn't mean I give up. That doesn't mean I, come on, I roll back. 
I got to continue to stand when I need to stand. And it, it's like, okay, God, the, I want to be planted by rivers of living water. And then whatever I do will prosper. Because every human has a desire to feel happiness. Every human has a desire to be blessed. And God wants to bless. God wants to bless. But he wants those happiness to come from godly acts. Come on, somebody. Godly lifestyle godly things and it can be so much better than the temporary because i have i have traded sometimes the permanent for the temporary just to get the gratification are you with me come on somebody just to get the gratification that i need something to feel good now and i've traded that in and it was the wrong trade it's a bad trade because then i woke up the next morning going oh my gosh what did i do are you with me Some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You can say you don't, but you do. (laughs) We've traded that stuff in, and God's saying, wait a minute. Let's let's begin to start tasting and see that the Lord is good. Let's begin to taste Him in a different way. Let's begin to walk in a different way. Let's begin to see Him in a different way. Let's begin to trust Him in a different way. Because you were made for happiness. Psalms 84.11 says, For the Lord is, is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Check out this next part of the verse. No good thing does he withhold. Sometimes we think God's withholding something from us. There may be a timing of the Lord. Hey, in the very beginning, in the Garden of Eden, guess what Eve thought? That God was withholding something from her. So the enemy said, oh, you can eat from everything, but you can't eat from that tree? wonder what he's withholding from you. Y'all with me? How many times have you heard that? Some of y'all heard it on the way to church. Try to hear it now. He's withholding something from you. God's withholding something from you. All I know is this scripture says he's not withholding something good from us. Hello? There may be a timing of that. There's something I want. I mean, I I believe God will let me have chocolate cake, but he may not want me to have the whole thing. Coal or at one time, the whole bag of cookies, right? Or sweet rolls. I think it was sweet rolls. You know what I mean? It's like you can have, you know, it's like, but they're hard. No, you have one, right? And then you want another, and then you want another, and you want another, and then you want another, and you think, well, mom can make some more. and, And yeah, that's it. And we have a few more. And we were on vacation in Orlando, and they had all you could eat lobster. I am not eating at the all-you-can-eat lobster anymore. No, no, you, you understand. I like me some lobster. But I realized that after about seven of them, it was like I was like burping up soap. Right? We aren't going back to the all-you-can-eat lobster. I'll have a lobster. Nice drawn butter. Here we go, talking about food again. I'm sorry. But we are talking about the taste test, right? Tasting and seeing in the Lord. I want want to get serious just for a moment. God's not withholding something from you. Sometimes we've thought that. We got to deal with that mindset that says, God's a good God, but he he doesn't want to release something to me. I think he does want to release something to you. Why don't you stand to your feet? I'm going to ask you just to put your hands out like like you're going to receive a package. 
just hold your hands out like you're going to receive a package. Because I really believe that God wants to, to release the goodness of God in your life. There's some areas that, that God wants to just overflow you with his goodness. And when he overflows you with his goodness, your heart will be shifted and changed to become a thankful heart. Have we gotten to the place where our hearts are hardened? There's some of us may have gotten to that place where you just have almost given up. And I believe there's some here today, not only in this church, but online watching that have almost come to that place where they're ready to give up. They think that God's punishing them or holding them, holding something good from them. And I want you just to begin to see God in a different way. I want to pray for you. And I, and I want you just to close your eyes just a moment as we, as we kind of do this prophetic act. And you begin to receive his goodness. As you've got your hands out, just begin to start seeing the good things in your life. God has made a way. He's given you provision that there's times where you didn't even know how you were going to get through. And yes, there might have been some things you did in your own physical strength but that physical strength comes from a good God he's wanting to shift some mindsets today that you think that he's withholding something from you he's never going to give you that never going to get peace I'm never going to get over this tragedy I'm never going to get over this hurt I'm never going to get over this pain every time this is brought up it just reminds me of that and God's saying, no, not now. You just got to hold that pain a little longer. That's wrong. That's wrong theology. There's nowhere when I want perfect theology, I look at Jesus. And there's nowhere that Jesus didn't heal, that he, he didn't deliver. He did every. He did what he was going to do. Well, pastor, you know, there was one that he prayed for and he didn't get his eyesight. and He saw trees and he prayed for him again, didn't he? And maybe you've been prayed for once, but now it's time to be prayed for again. Maybe you've been prayed for twice or three times or six times, but it's now that's a new day. Taste and see that the Lord is good. 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 The Lord is good. In the middle of that tragedy, he's going to work this thing out. In the middle of that hurt, in the middle of that pain. It may still be there, but it's not going to have its hold on you like it's had before. Because you're going to taste and see that the Lord is good. Just like David who was running from the king and he was in the, the, the cave of Adullam and he was hiding. There's times where you've been hiding. God said it's time. It's time to bring you out. It's time to bring healing to that situation. It's time to bring courage to that situation. It's time to bring strength to you. It's time that you are maturing to the point where you can begin to handle that which God wants to release in your life. God's releasing some things this morning. Heaven is joining us today. And there's things being released in your life today. You'll just step in them. You'll just walk in them. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. There's happiness coming because you trust God. There's a blessing coming because you trust God. I pray for you to be blessed. I speak forth happiness within your life.
happiness that is holiness. How about that? A holiness happiness. That's true happiness. Is holiness happiness. You were created in the image and the likeness of God. You reflect him. It wasn't just about an outward reflection. It was about an inward reflection. I pray for healing for you right now in the name of Jesus. I declare you're going to overcome that fear. I declare you're going to overcome that disappointment. I declare you're going to overcome that hurt or that pain. I declare that there's a breakthrough coming in your life. And we are in a new era. I declare that you are not giving up. I declare that you're going to, that you're going to step forward again and say, let me take one more step. Let me, let me pray one more prayer. Let me declare one more scripture. Let me meditate on one more, uh, one more word of God. Let me, let me just be alive and active, God. Let this word permeate within us today. I declare that there is hope in situations that you may think are hopeless. There's a holy hope. There's a holy healing that's taking place today. Just begin to receive that. Just begin to receive that. And under your breath or out loud, just say this, I receive that, Lord. I just, I receive that, Lord. I receive that for me. I receive that for my family. I receive that for our church family here. I receive that. I receive for children and grandchildren. I re- receive that for your parents and grandparents. I, I, re- I receive that. I, re- I receive that, God. I receive that. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge or trusts in him. I declare that in times of difficulty, you're going to seek God. In times of difficulty, you're going to pray. Some of you have never prayed before, and guess what? After today, you're going to go home, and you're going to pray. <laughs> you're going to pray. Be expecting something in prayer. Be expecting God to move. I don't know if it'll take a, a minute or ten minutes or five minutes or five days, five months, five years. I don't know, but I'm expecting something today. Father, we expect you to move today. God, I thank you for these sons and daughters of the Most High God. We bless them. I, de- I declare a blessing over their life. Happiness and the desire to prosper. Be in health. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. What do you think? Can we give the Lord Almighty praise? Hand clap of praise. The taste test. Why don't you take the taste test? Will you, will you take the taste test? Listen, you guys are dismissed today. Go forth in his power and his might. We love you. We bless you. We have prayer teams. If you don't know Jesus, let me introduce you to him. Let me just come and pray with you today. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray for you. God bless. Give somebody a handshake and a hug. We love you and bless you. We send you forth with his power and his might. God bless you. Have a great afternoon.